Good evening, everyone. This is Crystal from the Spooky Barber Babes. Tonight's case is well known if you're local to the Philadelphia area. This case has gone on for 65 years unsolved. This does involve a child and one that has become well known as the boy in the box. So sit back and enjoy. If you're local to Philadelphia and you've ever been in the Cedarbrook portion and you stroll through the Ivory Hill Cemetery, there's a large plot that you'll notice that is covered in stuffed animals and toys. On this headstone, the only thing it reads is America's unknown child. A permanent reminder of the little boy who lies beneath it. Now this child, they say roughly is about four to six years old and age was never determined. But it's still baffling police to this day about who this little boy is, where did he come from, and why this happened to him. On February 1957, a young hunter who was looking for muskrats, had set out to check his traps just north of in a park in Philadelphia. He was moving through brush and leaves, and he found a, car, a small cardboard box that was just lying there on the ground. Inside of that box was a naked body of a little boy who was wrapped in a plaid blanket. Do you think that young hunter should call the police? No, he didn't. He was more worried about if he called the police that they would confiscate his traps. So he ignored the body of that little boy and just kept going. Several days later, a college student was just driving down the road and he noticed a bunny who that was just hopping along, but he knew that there were traps that were laid down along the highway, so he stopped to make sure that the bunny was safe. As he was looking through the same brush that the hunter looked through, he noticed the box. Even though he also feared interaction with the police officers, he at least reported the body to them. Now here's where it gets really tough. Police usually say with young children that go missing, there's always a missing persons report for a young child who's well-fed, well-taken care of, clearly loved. They were hoping the same thing for this boy. But sadly, when the police actually looked at the boy's body, he was scrawny, dirty, and malnourished which was their biggest fear because they didn't believe that anyone would be looking for this poor little boy. His hair was matted, which in one sense was a little shocking because his hair had, his body had clumps of hair all over him as if he had just recently had his hair cut and not decently to say the least. He was severely malnourished and covered in mostly with sur um, surgical scars. 
notably on his ankles, his groin, and his chin. He looked abandoned. The police fingerprinted him, hoping to find a match, but there was no match. I've seen so many pictures of the box with the little boy in it that it breaks my heart. Just knowing that somebody could do this to a poor little kid. Over several years, about roughly 400,000 flyers were sent out in the local Philadelphia area and other towns in Pennsylvania. There was forensic facial reconstruction that was done where they tried to draw a young, happy-looking boy including, included on all of the posters. They were posted in police stations, post offices, and even at the time, they were in with the gas bill that people would get mail to their house, just hoping somebody would know who this is. But sadly, nothing had turned up. They searched the crime scene several different times looking for, you know, anything, like leads, something. The only thing that they found were several items of children's clothing, and sadly, they led to nothing. There has been a bunch of theories about, um, you know, who the little boy is, but the case ran cold back in the 1960s, which it sucks. But here is where I dive into a couple of the theories about who this little boy is, um, a lot of this I was I found on CNN and different news outlets and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just going to read the theories that I had found. And also, not even just theories, but investigation leads that they had taken on and was like, hey, this came through, maybe we should check it out. In 1960, an employee of the medical examiner's office was told by psychic that the boy in the box had come from a local foster home. Police had inquired about the boy at the foster home and found blankets similar to the one that he had been wrapped in hanging on the clotheslines as well as the bassinet that the was the uh, pardon me I cannot talk tonight as well as a bassinet that was sold in the same box that the boy had been found in. The employee theorized that the boy had been born to the daughter of the man who ran the foster home and that his death had been accidental. Despite the employee's insistence of these facts, no connections were ever made between the boy in the box and the foster home. Forty years later, a woman referred to only as M came forward claiming that the boy had been purchased by her abusive mother and abused for several years in her home. M claimed that the boy had vomited up his dinner of baked beans. Her mother then bashed his head in against the wall as a punishment. Then she'd attempted to bathe him during which he had died. Police initially followed this lead because of one, well, two things. He had water-wrinkled fingers, and the contents of the boy's stomach was baked beans, both pieces of information that were never shared to the public. They were also encouraged by M's description of the boy as a small child with long hair, 
This also fit in with their theory that the boy had recently had his hair chopped, as well as an old testimony from a man who claimed to have seen the boy being placed in the box near the woods. Unfortunately, police eventually let the theory slide as they were unable to verify M's claims. After looking into M's background, they found a history of severe mental illness. When they attempted to corroborate her claims with neighbors and friends, all of them denied ever seeing a child in the home, and they dismissed M's theories as completely ridiculous. In hopes that we'll figure out who this little boy is, there's been a couple detectives over the last several years that grew up in that area or, you know, grew up seeing these photos of this boy. Um, and they actually had put together a group. And the best part about this is, this year, there has been a crack in the case. A bit of a break. But, because they don't want to jump to any conclusions or kind of get people's hopes up. They have only announced on CNN that there is a group that of former law enforcement officers, investigators, and things like that who are trying their damnedest to figure out if they can truly f say that this is the boy's name, this is who he belonged to, but my biggest question is that this little boy, does he still have family? Is there a sibling that was out there? What did he, could, did he belong to a young mother who lost her temper? Um, was he in an abusive home? The other thing that my, my fear is because his, discovery so to speak was made that he died from homicide of blunt force trauma to the head a few things that were leaked to the public back in the day was yes okay he he died they explained how he died they explained how he was found but my thing is why wasn't m's claims even more you know thought of i mean not to sound that like people back in the day would you know look away or turn away if the family was prominent you know what if these people were big names in the community let's face it people could get away with murder if others just looked the other way who's to say that this little boy with the surgeries did he not have anything like no metal or something put in was it could it have been I don't want to say a cancer surgery, but who's to say that there couldn't have been a little more records going with what the surgery was, just going to the local hospital and saying, hey, this boy has these surgery scars. What could the surgery possibly be? Um, and that's what makes me wonder, like, could that be how they got their break in the case? I would love to be able to actually speak with these people myself and ask like the tough questions. But again, I understand why they don't want to come out and say, this is who we think it is. 
but if they do truly identify this little boy, which I'm so hoping that they do, it would probably help this little boy bring peace and closure. I mean, I couldn't imagine so someone dying without their name, without their identity. Nobody knows who they are. And sadly, there are millions of cases where people are just, they're dead and nobody knows who they are. Their remains are washed up and that they have to think, oh, could this be this person? Could this be this person? And it sucks. And I feel like this little boy deserves to have his name put above his gravestone. Deserves for the world to know who he is. I don't know. I seem to be very more attached when it comes to cases with little kids. I guess that's just the mom and me. <laughs> what do you think? What are your thoughts on this case? Do you believe that this was a young mother who just lost her temper? An abusive household? Or just a complete and utter accident? Let me know on Facebook at the Spooky Barber Bay, the Spooky Barber's PC, or message me on Instagram. There's a recent post put up today that you can comment on there and let me know what you guys think. Um, yeah, until next time, stay spooky.